Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am your host, Michael Boldea. And apparently there's trucks running by. Uh, It's good to have you. It's good to be here. Uh, As has become customary, uh, we'd like to let you know when uh, we're recording the program, just in case anything major happens uh, between uh, the recording and the airing, so you know I didn't miss it. So yes, today we are recording. Uh, Today is um, August the 15th. Or is it September? It's September. We're already in September, kids. September the 15th, the year of our Lord, 2021. And as always, uh, much has happened um, this week as it did the past week. Uh, But we press on, we carry on, we run towards the prize because we know that not finishing the race is not an option. So... Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. Uh, I'm actually flying out to California tomorrow, so that'll be fun on Thursday. Uh, Apparently, there were a handful of people that hoped against hope uh, Californians would see the light, that they would not be so self-destructive as to not, uh, you know, go through with the recall. But then again, Some people are just gluttons for punishment. So if you're still living in California at this point, I love you, but maybe it's time to make plans. Uh, I think um, that dog don't hunt no more. And it's going to get worse. Uh, And um, it's just the way that things will progress. It's just the way that things will go. I understand we all want to see the rising phoenix, but sometimes a fistful of ashes is just a fistful of ashes. There's no phoenix rising out of it. Uh, we, we have to acknowledge the reality of this. Otherwise, we'll drive ourselves mad with, when, when is it going to happen? When, when is uh, the phoenix going to ascend? It's, it's not, because uh, if there ever was a chance for the phoenix to ascend, it was not on the wings of any political party. It was on the wings of repentance. And uh, the notion of turning to God or believing that it's God who makes us great or believing that without God uh, we are uh, but drooling troglodytes trying to eat our own uh, mucus, uh, you know, we, we don't want to acknowledge that. We like thinking we're our own gods. This is why this whole uh, Fauci-ouchy business is so well embraced. You'd think that everybody was immortal until this thing came along. And then, boom, people started dying. Immortal for thousands of years and people started dying. What are we to do? People die. This is called life. You are born, you live, and you die. Poke or no poke, still going to die. But people like that, that notion that they're in control of their own existence, which is uh, just plain ludicrous. 
Now, there's one running theme that I've run across, um, and that is pretty much everything the other side accuses our side of is something they are thoroughly guilty of themselves. Uh, The latest bombshell, and I think it is a bombshell, I think it's more important to delve into this than anything else, is that the former president of these United States was being undermined to the point that his general was going behind his back and contacting the Chinese counterpart and saying, hey, if we're going to attack you, I'll let you know ahead of time. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's not going to be a surprise attack. So basically, this uh, turd in a uniform is the best way I can put it. Uh, endangered the lives of American soldiers by saying, I'm going to give you a heads up if there's a surprise attack, so it won't be a surprise. What do you think the Chinese would have done if the previous administration had decided, hey, it's a good time to show China that we're still, you know, in full force, notwithstanding, you know, corn pop and everything, uh, the, the Chinese don't believe us. So, What would have happened if the previous administration had decided to attack China and they had foreknowledge of said attack? Do you think they just would have sat on their laurels? Do you think they just would have waited for it and taken the lump? No. They they, they would have preemptively tried to keep our armed forces from killing their armed forces. And the way you keep one armed force from killing the other armed force is to kill the other armed force first. So there are people saying that calling for a court-martial is uh, one bridge too far. Uh, and the only one that's really calling it for uh, Mark Milley, or yeah, that's his name. Uh, the guy's currently uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He's also the one that really wanted to understand white rage. Hey, General Milley. Why don't we understand the definition of treason first? And then once we get that hammered out, maybe we can move on to white rage, non-existent as it is. So, uh, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. I'm liking Rand more and more. He's a chip off the uh, the old block uh, because his his dad was a disruptor too. Uh, Very few of those left in these United States of America. We've become this amorphous thing where everyone has to fall in line Everyone has to nod their head at the same time. Kind of reminds you of the Chinese, don't it? But hey, who am I to say that freedom still doesn't ring? Who am I to say that the phoenix will not rise? I'm just a guy sitting in an office in Wisconsin sipping a hot coffee, trying to make sense of the world I'm living in because I got kids. So, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky on Tuesday became the second senator to call for removal of chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Army General Mark Milley. If allegations that he tried to undermine then-President Donald Trump and promised to alert China in the case of a U.S. attack are true. Uh, what's what's the, the, the favorite line of the other side? Uh, well, there's not going to be any fire if there's no smoke, and if there's smoke, there's fire. Wouldn't put it past them. Look, people have been throwing the word treason around for the last six, eight months. 
And like I said, anything that you're being accused of by the other side, 99 times out of 100 is something that they are guilty of. It's psychosomatic. It's psychological. It's something that the, the, the brain does without even realizing what you're doing. So, Paul tweeted, uh, give me a second and I shall sip from my delicious beverage. It may be too hot and I may scream like a little girl, but hey, this is what we do when we record. One shot, one drill, that's it, we go. There's no breaks, there's no cuts, there's no, hey, let's edit this out. You know why? Because I'm just that good. And now all the best more fans are clutching their ferns. I saw pride. That's pride, isn't it, Jenny? Jenny, that's pride. Tell me that's not pride. It was a joke. Lay off the cookies. All right. Paul tweeted, I don't care what you think of President Trump, the chairman of the JCOS, working to subvert the military of command and collude with China is exactly what we do not accept from military leaders in our country. Remember they were all talking about a coup? This was a coup. An old lady with arthritis waving a mini American flag in the Capitol. That was a coup. But what they did to the previous president for the last four years isn't a coup. No, that's just democracy at work. You louts, honestly, honestly, if I didn't fear that I'd make, you know, Beth Moore fans faint, I use spicier language. But come on. Really? This isn't a coup. Undermining a sitting president, going behind his back to the biggest enemy that this nation has, well, equal to the Russians, but the Chinese have more power. They have more leverage over us. And right now, I don't know if you've been noticing, but the Chinese are getting everything they want. Wonder why? America still for Americans? Don't think so. But that's a different topic for another time. So let's get back to Rand Paul after I sip my beverage. I know, I got sidetracked. It happens. You'll get used to it. <sighs> Wasn't too hot. Just right. I don't care what you think of President Trump, the chairman of the JCOS, working to subvert the military chain of command and collude with China. It's exactly what we do not accept from military leaders in our country. Agreed. He should be court-martialed if true. Once more, agreed, and yet he's still the sitting chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I know, we're bringing in beggars and terrorists and everything else, calling them Afghani, uh, you know, uh, expats, people who helped us, while the translators are still in Afghanistan uh, sending out emails. Uh, I know some of the people that went on the planes. They are terrorists. They are also beggars and children, and uh, men with child brides. How come I am still here and they are about to cut off my head? So General Milley is not concerned with that. They won't be concerned when uh, little old ladies start getting punched in the face and their dogs start getting kebobbed, their little poodles. I know, it's going to be sad. Maybe that's when everybody will, oh, indignant when everybody will rise up as one and fight the power, when they start eating your pets. Because apparently human beings, eh, babies, eh, heartbeat bills, well, that's just, that's just Taliban-ish, isn't it? 
you know, you could say it's a clump of cells, but once there's a heartbeat, that clump of cells has a heartbeat, so it's harder to sort of justify killing it, but not for the duplicitous side of this nation. Uh-uh. You're just trying to keep down women. No. No. Just trying to keep people alive. Yes, people. If a heart is a beating, it means it is a person. I don't care how you try to justify you murdering your own baby. It's still murder. There was a heartbeat. You went and you got a procedure. There is no longer a heartbeat. I know, but we need to save the elderly and give them booster shots. We need to force them. Even if they don't want to live anymore, you have to force them to live. If we can save just one life, perfectly fine that we descend into totalitarianism. Just one life. Texas just tried to save thousands of lives. What did they do? American Taliban. Look at them. They're worse than the Taliban. See, this is why you can no longer have conversations with these people. Yes, these people. When they try to equate an attempt to save a human life once a heartbeat is detected with the Taliban, I'm sorry, we're not going to have a meeting of the minds. We're not going to come together right now. No, I'm not going to budge. And apparently you're insane. So we'll just leave it at that. May the best man win. Uh, Rand Paul's tweet continues. Couple that with his inept handling of the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Did you see that they're trying to spin it? They're trying to spin this botched up circus of a withdrawal from Afghanistan as having been A, planned, and B, the plan having been executed perfectly. I understand we've been conditioned to believe lies. I understand we've been conditioned not to question propaganda. But there has to come a point where you're looking at the situation and seeing what they're reporting and going, uh, yeah, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. Honey, that, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, does it? But they're still pushing the narrative. Look, do you realize that they actually had to make up hospitalization numbers in order to prop up the narrative that more people are being hospitalized with the vids than ever before and this is why they have to go roll up their sleeve and get jabbed and get their two free donuts in wisconsin they're offering like a hundred bucks now it's 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 getting ridiculous and this morning on the radio driving into the office i heard that People getting the shot. The numbers are going down exponentially. Look, between the people that have had it and have natural immunity and have antibodies, which I know, trust the science. What about science? Well, the science says that if you have antibodies, they're what, 1,300% more uh, powerful than any of the vaccines? to keep you from getting the vids again. 
I know, that's, that's the kind of science we don't like. Heartbeats, ha! It's just a clump of cells. That's the kind of science we don't like. You have, you have that little troll coming out going, you better wear two masks and get boosters every three days. Oh, that's science. Because a man who's a proven liar, a man who financed the creation of this monstrosity, he's to be trusted and believed. That's true science. I, I, I'm not angry. I... I stopped getting angry once I realized that there's no point. But I still have to come on here and, and still have to make you aware of what is so that you might understand what is to come. Because nothing happens in a vacuum, nothing happens in a bubble. And for every action there is, undeniably, a reaction. Let's finish this and then go on to child brides. I know, the pedophiles are like, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, child brides are coming in from Afghanistan. Because, you know, nothing says love like a 12-year-old. What do you want me to say? We, we've lost it, kids. I know, you're still holding out hope for the phoenix and the unicorn and the you know, bare-chested Donald Trump and an M-16, not going to happen. If California was a test run, we failed that too. Apparently, people being like, you know, people like being told what to do by hypocrites. I don't, I'm not even, stop. Couple that with his inept handling of the withdrawal from Afghanistan, and it is clear that General Milley is no longer fit to serve as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and should be removed immediately. Earlier in the day, Senator Marco Rubio of Florida called for President Joe Biden to fire Milley in a letter charging that he undermined the former commander-in-chief of these United States armed forces uh, by planning to commit treason. If it's true, then it is treason. There's, There's no clearer act of treason. I know, I sipped twice today. I write with grave concern regarding recent reporting that General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, worked to actively undermine the sitting commander-in-chief of the United States Armed Forces and contemplated a treasonous leak of classified information to the Chinese Communist Party in advance of a potential armed conflict with the People's Republic of China. These actions by General Milley demonstrate a clear lack of sound judgment, and I urge you to dismiss him immediately. So tell me we still got a shot of coming out ahead between people willing to commit treason because they didn't like the former president, to those who've already sold out to the Chinese, to those being blackmailed by the Chinese, to the Chinese implementing their plans without any pushback whatsoever, By the way, I know, American prophetic. Uh, Next thing to look at is Taiwan. Because once China has secured uh, the mineral rights and the rare mineral rights in Afghanistan, uh, their next move is uh, going to be the semiconductors and the microchips in Taiwan. 
understand that they're not doing this just for the sake of getting some land or just for the sake of, you know, they have a plan. Understand that if you believe there is a future long term, then the microconductors and the microchips and the semiconductors, all the things being made in Taiwan are necessary for the growth of this country, as are the rare earth minerals in Afghanistan, because everybody wants an electric vehicle. Nobody wants to know what the batteries are made of. (laughs) So the next thing that you're going to see is China pushing up against Taiwan. Uh, They're looking for a reason to fight. They're looking for a reason to tussle. And uh, even if the Taiwanese don't give them one, I'm sure that the man who stood up the corn pop will find a way to muck it up. Because uh, that is what he is known for after all. Oh, by the way, I know, because some of you wrote me when I started talking about it and went, inflation's not going to be that bad. Oh, yeah? Uh, Inflation cranks up to new record high in the Empire State Manufacturing Survey. Uh, A record share of manufacturers in New York State raised prices for their product in early September, a survey released Wednesday showed. Pretty soon you're going to get one cornflake in a box of cornflakes for the price you're currently paying. Because the portions keep getting smaller and smaller. The box stays the same size. And what used to be 14 ounces got down to 12. Now it's 10. You're going to open that box. You're going to have a bowl ready. You're going to have some milk that you have to smuggle, you know, from your neighbor's cow because drinking raw milk is bad for your health. But homosexual activity is perfectly fine. Transgenderism and pumping your kids full of hormones or hormone blockers, depending on which way they're transitioning, A-OK. But hey, drink raw milk or eat raw honey, and you should go to prison. That said, you're going to be sitting there with a bowl and your milk. You're going to open that box. And, you know, to me, cornflakes is nostalgic. Because my grandma used to make uh, something called mamaliga. Uh, that's what we call it in Romania. It's like a polenta. It's like a corn mush. But she used to make it in, in, in this uh, iron or something. I don't even know what it was, but it was like a round bowl. And it used to sit on the fire, and it used to get a little hard, and then she'd pour it out. The best part of that, was the leftover scrapings on that bowl. And I remember that I'd take some milk and I'd take some honey and I'd pour it in there and I'd just scrape the bowl. I know, it was probably made from aluminum. I'm probably magnetic because you know what? It is what it is. I'm still kicking 46 other people healthier than me in the dirt. Tell me, tell me. That God's not in control of every man's life. No, but if you get the job, you can extend your life. Yeah, sure. Do it. Anyway, so you used to scrape uh, that bit of cornmeal, corn mush, off the sides, 
And with the milk and the honey, that, that was ecstasy to me. Uh, and I remember when I first got to the U.S., the one thing that came close to that uh, as far as the smell of it and the taste of it was cornflakes. And then uh, I discovered frosted flakes. Oh, my. Yeah, frosted flakes. Don't, don't get addicted to frosted flakes. It's as bad as crack. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so to, to me, you know, cornflakes holds a place in my heart and forever will. Uh, but, yeah, you're sitting there with your bowl and your milk and your spoon and you crack open the box of cornflakes and you start trying to pour out and the only thing that falls out is one cornflake. That's pretty much what's going to happen if inflation continues at the pace it has been. But let's get to this because – when certain individuals that shall remain unnamed started warning people that, hey, uh, probably not a good idea not to vet who's coming in from Afghanistan. They, 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 they threw a fit and said, you know what? These people need help right now. Look, the people that had connections, the people that had money, the people that had power, the people that were let's just say, in a good relationship with the Taliban, got out. They were allowed to get out. Now, Tony Blinken, uh, probably as inept, if not more so than one Mark Milley, confirms child brides evacuated with older men from Afghanistan. I know. Welcome to the melting pot. Their culture, our culture, we're going to make a whole new culture. Uh-huh. Now, the problem with melding cultures is that if one of the cultures you're trying to combine with the other culture has a propensity for violence and has no qualms about using violence, uh, the inferior culture or the more passive culture will lose out, and eventually the dominant culture will become the one culture. They're not going to meld anything. If you think they're here to meld with you, you've lost your mind. If they wanted to become civilized, quote-unquote, yes, I'm air-quoting, if they wanted to become civilized, they had the option for 20 years to embrace McDonald's and KFC and guys with nipple rings and rainbow T-shirts. Guess what? They didn't. They're not going to do it now. So their resentment and hatred for the great Satan will only continue to grow and metastasize and given that they don't want to melt cultures, you bring a little hummus, we'll bring a little transgenderism. No, they're, they're not going to want that. So uh, all, all, all the people that you've opened your arms up to, you know, the ones with the child brides and whatnot, uh, there will come a point, there will come a pivot point, uh, when uh, they'll realize that for the most part, in certain areas of this country, uh, the people are docile, they're sheep, they're fearful, they're cowardly. 
they're effeminate, even they're men. And that's when they'll pounce. But back to the story, because we have some questions to get to, too. Somebody emailed me, uh, and uh, they had my email, so they emailed me directly. Another one, I think, was forwarded by the office. I know. It's one person that does the forwarding, but I like to call it the office because it makes me sound like a big wig. (laughs) I kid, of course. Anyway, uh, Secretary of State Tony Blinken confirmed reports during a Senate hearing on Tuesday that young children were transported from Afghanistan with older men as child brides. During the hearing, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas grilled Blinken about the numbers, citing data from the World Health Organization that over 50% of wives in Afghanistan were married as child brides. Ah, culture. Mm-mm-mm. Blinken said he did not know the exact number of underage girls who were evacuated with older men or how many were separated by officials after they landed. Uh, I would hazard to say none were separated by officials because you would have heard it. And why is Americans persecuting us? This is our culture. This is our culture. See, this is, this is, this is where you have to give them an edge because at least they have a culture. Just backwards and primeval and, you know, Neanderthal as it is, they still have a culture. We don't. We're stripping our nation of our culture. We're stripping our nation of our past, of our history, everything. Pretty soon they're going to start floating that if it weren't for homosexuals, we'd still be digging in the dirt with sticks. And don't get me started on transgenders while they created the cure for everything there's probably a transgender that came up with the, you know, COVID vaccine. And people are just taking it. They're going, uh-huh, yep, yep, uh-huh. Uh, we should have a drag queen story hour in the church because that, that shows how tolerant and loving we are. If you are tolerant of sin and loving of sin, then you are at enmity with God. Let's just be frank. But back to this, because it's a good story. Cruz cited reports of a State Department document seeking urgent guidance from other agencies about the issue after child brides were brought to Fort McCoy in Wisconsin. Well, one it's right here. I'm in Wisconsin. So child brides are in Fort McCoy in Wisconsin. I'm sure they're loving the scenery, while being violated by, by old, stinky men, even though they don't know how to read or write or aren't old enough for a driver's license. But hey, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. Remember, the plan was executed to perfection. <laughs> when, when are we going to stop? When are, when are we going to realize not only what these people have done, but how quickly they've done it. And when are we going to realize that if no one stands up and says no mas, as they would say in California, they're just going to keep pushing on. Cruz cited reports of a State Department document seeking urgent guidance from other agencies about the issue after child brides were brought to Fort McCoy in Wisconsin, noting that 
Tens of thousands of Afghans were evacuated from the Kabul airport. And somehow American citizens still remain in Afghanistan. Uh, there's there's uh, footage that is starting to leak out. Currently, it's just the former translators that are having their families murdered in front of them before they're executed. But give it a minute. I'm sure they'll get to the Americans, too. I know. Don't believe your lying eyes. Trust the media. Don the homosexual lemon has your best interest at heart. Blinken insisted the entire government was following the issue with extreme vigilance. Indeed. Indeed, sir. You've done a bang-up job with everything else. I'm trusting that you're following the issue with extreme vigilance. I'm sure that at some point, some busybody somewhere will float the idea of legalizing child marriages, because if we don't legalize child marriage, well it will traumatize the newly minted Afghanis. <sighs> Blinken insisted the entire government was following the issue with extreme vigilance to uncover and separate child brides of older Afghan men, but he tried to downplay the numbers. Indeed, he did. To my knowledge, a limited number of cases where we have separated people because we were concerned. Concerned. You were concerned. Oh, my. Mr. Blinken. Mr. Blinken. Thank you for your concern. How many? Cruz interrupted. The cases I'm aware of? A handful. Well, if your hand has 500 fingers. U.S. Customs and Border Protection is also investigating reports of child brides, according to Yahoo News. The concern is we're seeing a lot of family units with very young girls. These girls are brought into the U.S. as wives, a government official said to Yahoo News. Quote, it's not a small number. So the perverts and the pedophiles and the pederasts and... Um, the grimy underbelly of Afghanistan uh, was transported to the U.S. shores uh, on your dime, of course, because you're a taxpayer, so shut up and pay. And, and now um, they're trying to do damage control because news has leaked that, my, oh, my, there's a lot of old dudes with some really young girls that they seem to be calling wife for some reason. So, yes, um, kind of scary when everything you touch turns to, well, you know. Now, on to a couple of questions and emails and whatnots because I tried to answer them. Uh, this was forwarded to me by the staff, and it says thusly. And it's, you know, it's one of those questions where you could spend 17 hours trying to answer but uh, I will try to be as, uh, you know, short as possible because life is short. I know. With or without the jab, life's still short. Deal with it. Dear Brother Michael, I was listening to the Light of Truth broadcast dated 2021. 
I, I guess last week. I don't know because there's a bunch of numbers here. Your comments on the Western Church running headlong into the reality of truth regarding pre-tribulation rapture especially resonated with my spirit. Uh, I also listen to another individual. Uh, don't know who he is. Never heard him, so I can't make a determination. But she says this, I would be especially interested in your take on his pre-trib rapture thesis in light of the following. The restrainer must be removed before the evil one is revealed. Uh, parenthesis, paraphrase mine. Daniel not being in the furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Enoch, uh, at least he didn't reference the book of Enoch. Thank you. Uh, these are uh, J.D.'s proof texts as to the pre-trib rapture thesis. I appreciate your time and reply. Thank you. Shalom on you and your family. Boom. Okay. Now, and foremost, in order to understand all of this and put the pieces of the puzzle where they belong, we must differentiate between correlation, causation, anecdotal evidence, and confirmation bias. All right. I, I just said a bunch of words that made me sound really smart, didn't I? Well, in layman's terms, or in layman's parlance, if you will, what does any of that have to do with the price of bacon? I know, I said bacon to someone who said shalom. Shouldn't have, but Canadian bacon. No, that's still ham. What does that have to do with the price of turkey bacon? I understand. We all look for confirmation bias. I understand that anecdotal evidence exists if we interpret it in a certain light. But Jesus said, For then there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again, referencing the last day. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, who? For the sake of the elect those days will be shortened. Now, since uh, we, we like, you know, causality and correlation and, and, and blending them together with anecdotal evidence, allow me to premise a query, if you will, or ask a question. If the quote-unquote elect will no longer be present upon the earth. Why would those days be shortened for their sake? We'd, we'd lose our appetite, feasting in heaven, looking down and seeing what's happening on earth, and God says, well, I'm going to shut this window, let it be done, for your sake and your tummy, I'm going to shorten the days. 
Come on. Come on. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. But how? If the elect are no longer present, if the elect are no longer on terra firma, how could they possibly be deceived? Again, a query. I have told you beforehand. So if anyone tells you there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. These are all things that will happen. Then, if you have your Bible open, Matthew 24, 30, underline the word then, then go to Webster's Dictionary, rifle to key, Scroll down to then and see what the definition of then is. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the people of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great authority. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. But why, why would Jesus have to gather his elect if he's elect or already either returning with him? Because that's, that's the going premise. You know, there's like round trips and you go first and you go last and all. Why? Why would he send his angels with a loud trumpet to gather his elect from the four winds if they were riding behind him? Weren't they supposed to be there already if the pre-tribulation thesis holds? How do I put this? Mm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Let's say you have a job and are gainfully employed. Your boss gives you a certain set of instructions, tells you a timeline for when certain things will take place, tells you what his expectations of you are. Then the janitor comes along and says, no, that's all wrong. Don't listen to him. It's wrong. This is the way it really is. You get what I'm trying to say? It it doesn't matter who the individual is. If it's between their word and the words of Jesus, 
justice. I believe Jesus every time without equivocation, period. The janitor will never know more than the boss about the inner workings of his company. So what we have here is a bunch of janitors pretending to know the mind of the boss and telling other people things that are contrary to the things the boss already said. I hope I've clarified that sufficiently. I consider myself a janitor too. I'm lowlier than the janitor. I'm the guy that empties out the mop bucket of the janitor. All right? So don't think I'm, oh, look at him. He's looking down on other people who have differing opinions. No. I put myself beneath their level. I put myself beneath their class. But I'm not telling you, hey, don't believe the boss. Believe me instead. Jesus said, Jesus said. So I understand there is a need for us to to have this escapist mentality. I understand anecdotal evidence. Well, Daniel wasn't in the furnace. Well, then was was Daniel more saved than Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Were, Were his experience greater or lesser than having survived the furnace? Or is this individual saying that God's, through a lottery system, is going to go, all right, half of you go, half of you stay. I'd like to know. So I hope I've answered your question. Um, Jesus said, that's it. I don't, there's, there's, there's no need for further debate. Jesus said. Now, the second email uh, comes from a man with a name that I envy. His name's Trapper. Last week there was what? Uh, uh, Grigori. Today it's Trapper. I don't have a cool name. I wish I had a cool name. Trapper and Grigori. Mike. Everybody's named Mike. I know seven Mikes within a three-block radius. Anyway, I know. I'm feeling sad and sorry for myself. Uh, This is from Brother Trapper, and he says this, Blessings to you all in the name of the great King Jesus Christ. Uh, I pray you are all doing well. Uh, In last week's broadcast, Michael said that if we sent an email, Hand of Help had religious exemption documentation forms that could be used by those whose jobs are in jeopardy from rejecting the shot. Uh, And he requested one. And uh, I'm I'm putting that out there again. Yes, uh, if you need information on it, please email Hand of Help. Uh, And uh, my brother Daniel will be faithful in sending that out to you because uh, whatever happened to my body, my choice? Huh? That was short-lived, wasn't it? Also, a question I have been wondering over the last few days. Through all the years and speaking engagements that Michael uh, was his grandfather's translator, did Michael ever think that he would actually live to see the day when the vision of the fall of America that the angel gave his grandfather would come to pass, or did he think that it was a very distant thing in the future? It just seems as though we're starting to see the vision come to pass. I ask humbly, just as a curious mind. 
Uh, I actually have so many questions to ask Michael, but I know he's busy, so I try to choose my questions carefully. Blessings to you all. Hang in there. Thank you for the weekly broadcast. They are a real blessing. I am praying for you, Trapper. Thank you, Trapper, for the prayers. Uh, glad you get something out of the program, even when uh, you know I go down a rabbit trail, hopefully. Uh, but to answer your question, I, it, it's odd, isn't it? I, I, I started traveling with my grandpa when I was 12. And the more time progressed, the more I started seeing, because look, Say what you want. He wasn't American prophetic. The things that he spoke of, homosexuality in the church, excessive divorce in the church, perversion in the church, in the church! These are things that back in the early 80s and and, and the early 90s weren't as front and center as they are today. So, how do I put this? Look, a generation is usually 40 years. My grandpa never said this, but I, in the back of my mind, I always believed that God would give this nation a generation, 40 years, to turn and repent. And so, given that I was 12 at the time, I expected I'd be around when the fulfillment of the vision came to pass. And I didn't have a problem with that until I started having children. And now that I have two daughters, I'm praying more than ever before that God tarry. I'm praying more than ever before that God withhold judgment for another season. But I'm highly doubtful that he will. Now, I know that God will protect my children. I know that God will protect my family. I know that God will provide. I know that though times may get dark, We have him, and he has us in turn. So I I don't fear seeing it with my own eyes. But yeah, I I think in the back of my mind, I always did believe that I'd I'd be around for it. Because again, uh, in, in 2024, it'll be 40 years since my grandfather received the vision for America. And some of you are sitting there going, I don't think we have another three years. I I don't know. I'm not going to say yay or nay. What I do know is that America will have to be at its lowest point of weakness. Its weakness will have to be so visible that its enemies will conclude that there will never be a better time to strike than at that moment. Look, I I, I know that some of you don't want to hear it, but I tell you this because I love you. We're we're trying to tap dance on a three-legged chair. And very shortly, it's going to be a two-legged chair. And eventually there will be no chair at all and somebody will be hitting you with bamboo sticks across the feet. Understand the times that you're living in. Understand that your mindset has to be prepared 
and this is this is why personally I, I, I take umbrage or I have an issue with everyone that, oh you don't have to worry about it. We're not gonna be here for it. And if you are, you've told yourself for so long that you will not see the things that Jesus said you would see. That when you start seeing them, at best it will shake your faith. And at worst it will shipwreck it altogether. Because the failed expectation of being taken up before any of these things occur will be too much to handle for a lot of people. If you want a good correlation, imagine what those Afghani translators that worked for the Americans for the last, you know, half dozen years or so are thinking right now, what they're feeling. Seeing as they're still in Afghanistan, they're being hunted by the Taliban. And coming to the cold realization that they've been left to die. Along with their families. Up until the point we pulled out and said no mas, they were fully expecting to be on a flight. They were fully expecting for the Americans to keep their word. Remember, our word is our bond. And save them whenever the Taliban took over. Promises were made. Assurances were given. And then we just turned our back and walk away. Imagine what they're feeling. That's the same kind of feeling a lot of believers will have when they've been told by their pastors, by their spiritual leaders, by whatever you want to call it, for the longest time, you're not going to be here for that. And then they are. Again, not God's fault. It wasn't God that lied to you. It wasn't God that told you something contrary to what Jesus said. It was a man. But you believed the man. You shunned what the boss told you and embraced what the janitor did. Because what the janitor told you was far more appealing. Just a thought. I know. See, we now now we're going to end on a bummer. Cuz I didn't I don't like doing this to people, but it has to be done better now than when you're in the thick of it. Because now at least you have time to prepare, spiritually, psychologically, mentally, physically if you need to. You know what's coming and you live with the expectation of it. And knowing what's coming kind of makes you appreciate every day that it's not here a little more, doesn't it? Makes you appreciate every day of normalcy. You wake up, you cook your kids some breakfast, you tell them you love them, you read them a story, you take them to school. Little things. 
I think it's those little things that we're going to miss the most. Anyway, all right, enough of a bummer. God bless you. God keep you. Keep us in your prayers. We're going to be traveling to California. So that'll be fun. Uh, We will be with you again next week, Lord willing. Uh, May God bless you. May God keep you. Gino, if you've got anything to say, it's on you. All right. Thank you, Mike. Uh, The Bible is clear. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him with all your ways, and he'll direct your path. And uh, he will be with us, guide us, show us what to do. Um, On the day of trouble, I would urge you to go to handofhelp.com and read the dreams that God gave to me through. Many of them talk about the protection that will be on the remnant of God. A thousand will fall to our left, ten thousand to our right, and it will not come on us. Is what the Lord says. Psalms 32.8, the Lord says, I'll guide you along the best path for your life. I'll advise you and watch over you. And he will guide and direct. You can see the writing on the wall. I just wrote a song called Many, Many, Take All You Farseen. Read the story of Belshazzar, where he took the golden temple goblets and offered them up at a party and had alcohol and and basically defiled them. And a hand wrote on the wall to this king, this proud king, many, many, take all you far seen. Basically, your kingdom's been, you know, your kingdom's been found, found wanting in the balance. And your kingdom has been numbered, and it will be what? Gone. It will be destroyed. Uh, you know, it, it means that the kingdom will be taken away. And uh, and that's what's happening in America. We want, we have just wicked people in leadership that advocate for socialism and, and anti-freedom, Antifa and all these vile organizations that keep clamoring against the freedom of America, keep clamoring against what America stood for, And uh, the day will come when, you know what, food will be so expensive and inflation will be so great that uh, we could end up, like Mike says, we could end up in some ways like a Venezuela. It looks like it it may not happen right now, but, you know, fuel in California, people tell me, is up to five bucks a gallon. And friends of mine that own grocery stores are telling me some food prices are through the roof meat prices and uh but yet god says in amos he will do nothing until he tells his servants the prophets and the bible says don't fear don't fear don't be afraid the church of christ that's living properly in front with god does not have to fear but have faith that he will take care of us god bless you thank you for listening to the light of truth thank you for listening to today's broadcast the light of truth Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are